Welcome to the Next Off Podcast's first bonus episode. The following is the full debate between Jacob Nails and Chris Tice about whether or not the judge should judge kick a counterplan in the world of the permutation. It contains a relatively in-depth back and forth about the interaction between this view and other controversial norms in debate like intrinsic perms, extra topicality, and the role of the judge. Hopefully you find this as entertaining and informative as I did. All right, everyone, welcome back to our final uh, main body segment. This is a segment we're calling Good Arg, Bad Arg. It'll be a reoccurring segment where we evaluate, uh, you know, some trends or some arguments in debate as they exist today. And we kind of make assessments as to whether or not we think they're good args or bad args. And most of the time, we're probably not going to always agree on whether or not these are good or bad. You know, it's debate. We're supposed to disagree about this stuff. And the first topic that we have for this episode is pretty interesting and uh, pretty controversial um, opinion. And it, it, it appears that none of us really agree on anything here. So I'm going to go ahead and toss it to uh, Jacob Nails to explain this. It's a controversial issue. It requires a little bit of explanation. Um, and Nails is going to be taking the position of the contrarian here. So let's hear what he has to say. All right. So this topic involves judge kick, which I'll define for anyone who isn't super familiar with that term. So you know, in debate, Negative advocacies, you know, like a counterplan can be conditional, which means the negative isn't stuck with it, right? The, the negative can say, well, look, my advocacy might not have been the best, but that doesn't mean the app advocacy is a good idea. You can throw out the neg advocacy and vote for the status quo, because even if the neg advocacy is bad, the app is, even, is also bad, so the app is still wrong. Basic idea of conditionality. And then you have this idea of judge kick on top of that, which is the idea that even after the debate round happens, suppose the negative hasn't done that. Suppose the negative never kicks their advocacy. They continue defending their counterplan until the, to the final rebuttal. Can the judge then, while they're deliberating, decide the negative did extend this advocacy and they, they never kicked it, but I've concluded based on the arguments that this advocacy is a bad idea. So do they A, vote against the counterplan because the negative extended the counterplan, or B, and this is the judge kick answer, say, all right, I'll throw out the counterplan for the negative and just vote for the status quo, which is also an eligible negative advocacy. So it's like the judge kicking the counterplan for you. So that's the idea of judge kick. Now, the, the question here isn't whether judge kick is a good or a bad norm. Um, that's certainly, I think, controversial in its own right in, uh, in the status quo. But it's a more specific question, which is how judge kick relates to permutations. Can we ground this like with an example, maybe on the nukes topic? So uh, to, to, give an ex- uh, to give an example, imagine you know, the affirmative has some advantage that proves their app's a little bit better than the status quo. And the negative has some disadvantage that's even bigger than the affirmative advantage that shows it outweighs the affirmative advantage and actually have is net worse than the status quo. And the negative has also got a counter plan that solves some bit of the app advantage. So, so far, the status quo is better than the affirmative because the disadvantage to the app outweighs the advantage to the app. And the counter plan is even better than the status quo because it avoids that disadvantage while solving some of the app's advantage. So as far as the, the rank order of worlds goes, the counterplan is the best, the status quo is second, and the app world is the worst. But let's assume the app has made the following argument. They've made a permutation argument, and they said that the permutation shields the link to the disadvantage. So that if we did both the affirmative and the counterplan, that would prevent the disadvantage from occurring. In this world, 
the permutation is even better than the counterplan because it avoids the disadvantage while solving all of the app advantage, not just a part of it. So now we've got the perm's the best, counterplan second, status quo is third, and the affirmative advocacy is fourth. So the question then is just who wins this debate round based on those arguments presented? Assuming that the judge uh, can kick the counterplan. We're assuming that judge kick is the correct model of debate. Should the judge vote affirmative or negative? And that's the basic question. Well, it seems obvious to me that the default assumption held by people that have crossed over from policy debate and you know all those people who've been influenced by them is that you ought vote negative, that the judge should kick the counterplan and thus eliminate the option of the permutation for the affirmative um, and just vote on the status quo plus disadvantage outweighs the affirmative. That seems like the default assumption. Um, my understanding is that you do not hold that to be true. Uh, would you care to explain why you hold such a controversial opinion? I just find that to be, I, I agree with you that that is probably how a majority of people would answer. I just find that to be a, such a ridiculous answer. So if you just like, just like think about the rationale one would give and the, the rationale debaters always give for judge. And what I think is at least probably the best argument for it is that if we want debaters to make logical arguments, right? And if we want to view the judge as being, you know, logical policymaker voting for the best option available to them, then the judge can vote for whatever advocacy they deem to be best at the end of the debate. And the reason why the judge, according to the judge kick paradigm, should not stick the negative of the counterplan, but should kick it uh, if they conclude that it's bad, is because it doesn't make sense for the judge to force the negative to defend a worse option than is available. If there's a better option, e.g. the status quo, the judge can just decide to vote for the status quo because it's always a logical option. But that logic just doesn't hold in this scenario. Nothing about the traditional logic for judge kick making sense applies here. Think about the two negative advocates in the debate round the counterplan and the status quo. Which one of those is better? In this scenario, the counterplan we stipulated is better than the status quo. So how could that judge kick rationale of give the negative the best advocacy into the debate round justify kicking the better advocacy for them and then sticking them with an intentionally worse advocacy, the, the status quo? The very logic of judge kick would flip on its head when you're kicking the counterplan for a reason unrelated to the counterplan being worse than the status quo. And then likewise, you're talking about like the permutation being ineligible. Um, the same logic of judge kick would make that whole point moot, right? Because if the judge can vote for whatever policy they view to be most logical at the end of the debate round, then there's no scenario in which the permutation just becomes like an Ill ineligible advocacy, right? You know, the idea of the status quo becoming ineligible because the negative extent of the counterplan doesn't make sense according to judge kick. The judge can vote for any advocacy. By the same token, whether the negative kicks the counterplan or the judge kicks the counterplan for the negative would not render the perm ineligible if it's the best option then it just is the best option then the judge should vote affirmative because if the perm is the best option and the perm includes the app then the app is correct well it seems like uh i think chris kind of strongly disagrees with this um i'm kind of curious uh you know why i mean here i think you're uh adopting the default position which is to say you know you would vote neg in this instance nails would vote af uh why would you vote neg yeah so my intuitions here are pretty strong neg although i haven't put as much thought into it as jacob i could be persuaded um, but my initial thinking is this, I think you're a little bit incorrect on what you say, like the role of the judges in the situation of judge kick. You say that it, the role is to pick the best available policy option. I think that's partially true, but I would add that I think the judge is probably restricted to voting for the AF plan or the best available negative policy option. I don't think that they can vote on the best policy option for the AF. I think they can only vote AF if the plan 
uh, is the best option in the round. A uh, couple to, to walk through that logic, walk through that logic. I see the way uh, a counter plan exists to prove that there's an opportunity cost to the app. If we do the affirmative, we lose out on some benefit or we, uh, or so, something along those lines, creates an opportunity cost to the affirmative. A permutation exists to test whether that is the case. It says, no, the counter plan is not an opportunity cost to uh, doing the affirmative. So the affirmative is still uh, the best policy option available in the round. Uh, so if the AF proves that the, all, that, all that's happening there with the permutation is the AF is proving that the counterplay is not a reason to not vote AF, right? I don't think permutations are, like, like Lauren said, eligible AF advocacies to vote for um, on their own, independent of something else. So if it is the case that the permutation is one, I think that proves that the counterplan is not a reason that the AF plan is a bad idea. So the counterplan goes away as a preferable option for the judge to vote for in this situation. The lack, the counterplan going away makes the perm at that point ineligible for the judge to vote for. And the question becomes the status quo versus the affirmative because the judge should only vote AF if the plan is the best idea in the round. It seems like you stipulated the only function of a permutation can be to take out a counterplan. Is there any logical basis for thinking that's correct? Or is that just like a, a debate theory position that you hold? I think there's so I think there's a couple of reasons. I think it goes back to the question of what the judge is doing when they vote AF. I think the norm of topicality and other norms that exist, like you can't read a new AF in the one AR. There's a general norm against intrinsicness responses to disadvantages, for example, shows that the the role of the judge here is to prove is to vote for the AF if the plan is the best idea in the round. And the permutation only exists to sort of get rid of counter plans as an objection to the plan, test the competition, test whether it's an opportunity cost. If that wasn't the case, if the judge wasn't restricted to voting app only in the case where the plan was the best idea, I think you sort of open Pandora's box here. Why do we have a norm of topicality? Why is there a norm against new arguments, new topical, new, new arguments in the 1AR, um, new advocacies in the 1AR in general? Mm. I think a whole, a whole box of problems if you get rid of that norm. And I think that's generally the reason why I think this collapses to a question of whether perms are advocacies or tests of competition, which is a very controversial view in its own right. But I think the majority of people uh, have an intuition that they're not advocacies independent of, uh, that can be independently voted for. Well, so I think the majority of people say words like perms are tests of competition, which just on the face of it rings true to me as a statement. But then everybody hear that statement, it's used to justify some like mangled view of debate theory that never makes any sense, except by being justified by some, that, that mantra. Obviously, none of this bears on new arguments in the 1AR. Those are ruled out by the same restriction of like, you can't make brand new arguments that would apply any other time, right? Like an app that just kicked the app and read a brand new app would just be, you know, ineligible to be voted for by virtue of being new in the 1AR, whether it was a new extra topical advocacy or anything else. That seems in entirely unrelated. And likewise, the intrinsicness um, argument, which I know that's a debate for another day, but obviously I don't share all the assumptions there. Um, in this scenario, we're describing the, the AF's perm is just the AF advocacy plus the next counterplan. I take it to be that the people who are afraid of intrinsicness think the argument is just like, the AF could tackle on any unlimited, unpredictable new things in the 1AR, and that would be unfair. And the reason why the AF is restricted to only making perms that include the NEGS advocacy is because that provides a predictable limit. But by that same logic, this permutation is an eligible affirmative argument. It's just standard perm do both. It is the AF plus the negative advocacy. But now going back to the, the point 
that you're making there at the beginning is just like sort of a perm only serves to throw out a counter plan. I don't think there's any basis for thinking that. I think it depends on the nature of the perm and the arguments being made for the perm, right? Obviously, if all the perm did was show that the counter plan was equally desirable in either world, right? Like imagine you had a counter plan that just had an internal net benefit, right? Just the app says denuclearize and the next says counter plan, do a carbon tax to solve warming, right? A perm that just says there's no trade-off, that perm would only have the function of showing that the neg offense of solving warming is equally applicable to either world. But that's not, that's not like a, a structure of permutations. That's just an idiosyncrasy of that particular round. In the scenario we're describing, the perm is doing more than just showing the neg's offense is not unique, right? The perm is shielding, shielding the link to the disadvantage, right? And so that goes beyond just having strategic implications for the counter plan. Logically speaking, right, for a second, if we're, if we're just analyzing the, the logical function of that perm in the debate round, it gives a reason to think a world of the affirmative, a world that includes the affirmative is better than just the status quo, right? Because we could do the affirmative, do the counter plan to shield the disadvantage, and that world would be better than the status quo. And so it, logically speaking, it does affirm. And so then the question just becomes, should we impose some sort of like logical constraint that's just like the app cannot do this? And I think all the arguments in favor of judge kick are gonna cut against any logical reason why that would be the case because we're operating the assumption that the judge could vote for the best logical option. And that seems to be diametrically opposed to what the, the judge is doing to the app here. So can I ask you a question? So does your view of what the judge should do then, um, or the role of the judge in voting affirmative is to vote for the best policy option that includes the affirmative? Is that the rule you'd put forward? So at the end of the debate, the judge should vote for the best advocacy. That means they vote affirmative if that best advocacy includes the affirmative, uh, and they vote negative if it does not. So, but it, it, to vote F, the best advocacy has to include the affirmative. Right, like seven perms are never a reason to vote affirmative. They just don't make sense. So what stops under this logic, if that's the role of the judge in this situation, the AF from including extra topical planks preemptively in the 1AC? Is there no constraint of extra topicality that applies to the arguments that are eligible for a judge to vote AF? So if you ask my personal view, I, I think that the arguments against extra topicality are actually incredibly overstated. Um, but that doesn't seem a necessary component of the argument I'm defending here, just because, like I was saying, same with intrinsic perms, the, the argument people tend to make against extra topicality would just be like, they're unpredictable for the negative. There's no way you could guess what the extra planks are. Um, but in this scenario, the advocacy the judge is voting for, for the affirmative is just the apps advocacy plus the negs counter plan, right? We don't think perms are unpredictable and illegitimate because it's the app plus the negs advocacy. And so, even if you thought that you should just throw out all extra topical apps by virtue of being unpredictable, that wouldn't hold true in this case. I think there are arguments against extra topicality that don't rely on predictability. Such as? That, I don't know, I think there are, you know, education policymaking based arguments for the role of the judge uh, being to test whether the AF policy is a good idea standing on its own two legs um, as a model of debate. How do you square that with the judge kick being a true model for debate then? Well, so I think I, I would disagree with what judge kick means in this situation. I don't okay. think it's the role to pick the best possible policy option in the round, including, I think this is where we disagree. I think it is the best available negative policy option or the plan. Are there choices? Well, um, the, the round being structured around uh, whether the app is a good idea or not. And that's what the sort of, that's sort of the axis around which the judge's decision uh, revolves. But moving, moving back here, I just want to sort of summarize, it seems in general, what, what's come out of this is 
your belief seems to be that permutations are advocacies, not tests of competition. Intrinsicness is probably good, as is extra topicality. Uh, the, the statement perms are advocacy versus test or competition, I find that to be just like, I find that it's just misleading in the extreme to begin with, just because the thing people say when they say that tends to be some implicit conclusion that isn't stated overtly by the, the claim that they're test of competition. Um, so for example, um, I, I thought into the other two, I do think, you know, independent extratopicality is definitely good. Um, and intrinsicness could potentially be justified, but I don't think you have to believe those to, to believe my conclusion here. But going back to the point I was making about test of competition, the thing that the app is doing here is making a test of competition argument, right? So it seems like people think that just like only the negative can test competition with the affirmative. And there's, that's certainly not the case, right? The logic of opportunity cost isn't like a neg specific thing or a debate specific thing. It's just, if you do one thing, you can miss out on other opportunities. Now, usually that takes the form of, if we do the affirmative, like yes to resolution, then we miss out on saying yes to some other counter counter advocacy, right? But the reverse can also be true, right? It could be the case that if we say no to the resolution, we choose to negate, then we miss out on doing some other advocacy, right? And by the exact same logic of like, why does the negative get counterplanned in the first place and isn't just beholden to the status quo? Why does the counterplan negate? It's because we recognize that an opportunity cost can show something that's not directly your advocacy can bear on the desirability of your opponent's advocacy. That's what's happening here, right? If the app says the perm shields the link to the disad, what they're saying is there's some world where we do the app and the counterplan that's proactively better than the status quo. The counterplan has a unique benefit in the world of the app, not a unique benefit in the world of the status quo. And so it's actually failing to do the counterplan, oh, sorry, failing to do the affirmative that's creating an opportunity cost uh, to do the counterplan because it's the negative, the negative not agreeing that the app is a good idea, missing out on the possibility of ever endorsing the permutation. And so the same logic of why the negative gets counterplans, of why a counterplan shows an opportunity cost to the AF applies to a permutation showing an opportunity cost to just the status quo. It's just like exactly the same. You just reverse the words AF and negative. And there's no logical basis beyond some debate theory was just like, we want the negative people to do this and the AF not. And I feel like the arguments people usually give for judge kick run strongly against imposing random arbitrary constraints on what advocacy they're able to do each side. That's interesting. I have to think about that a little bit more, but it seems the way you frame that at the end there, that essentially what you're saying is in this world, the counter plan, what the permutation proves is that there's a opportunity cost to not doing the app that is demonstrated by the counter plan. Is that correct? Did yeah. I summarize that correct? Yeah. Okay. In that case, then it seems we maybe don't disagree. I have to think about this a little bit more, but that's still not voting for the permutation. The way you formulated that is voting for the app because not doing the app creates an opportunity cost. That to me though, would seem to, unless you're changing what it means to, um, unless we're resolving that difference in whether we're voting for the permutation or the affirmative, seems to rely on like a predictive claim of whether the counterplan would or would not actually happen, right? In a world where the counterplan is impossible uh, to pass politically, it's never going to happen, then it doesn't seem like the app actually creates, uh, not doing the app actually creates an opportunity cost. That seems to fall back on that question ultimately of what the judge is voting for when they vote affirmative. And I think there's really good reasons to restrict extra topicality that go beyond predictability. If the goal of like a policymaking paradigm is to sort of test those kinds of skills that a policymaker would do, the argument against extra topicality is it destroys any focus 
necessary focus on the plant itself and allows us to load up the app with uh, extraneous planks that we can win are advantageous, right? Independent of the actual desirability of the affirmative. Can you give an example of an app, which is like a, a brokenly strategic extra topical app on the nukes topic? On the nukes topic? Sure, or any topic you want, I guess. Uh, it's it's sort of it's sort of hard to think through. Um, yeah, so it's it would just come back to, for example, uh, so you could you could include an app from essentially any other topic, sure. or you could include intrinsic, like what would essentially be intrinsic as responses to disadvantage, it just advantages, embed them in the one AC to make the app pretty in, impervious to most negative, most negative offense, right? You could add in to the app that countries will get rid of in a permanent way their chem chemical and biological weapons. So I think I heard two distinct things here. One is the idea of just like add in some other app, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. So what would the answer be to just counterplan just do that other app, right? If you just like add in carbon tax and then Neg says counterplan, just do the carbon tax. So in that case, you're correct. But if there was some conjunction between sure. yeah, so the app and that additional plank. Yeah, so you, you don't get just random, like pick your own topic, pick a really good policy, throw it in there. Because those apps wouldn't be really strategic. They'd be horribly unstrategic. They would just get wrecked by a one sentence counterplan. Now the scenario you're describing, I think uh, the second half of this is what if there's some nice combination of the app's got unique offense that applies to its app and then some other set of advocacies that they throw on that takes out the, the opponent's offense, right? Right. And if we think that that's in, incredibly unstrategic, I just, I ask, like, what about advantage counterplans? Like this is literally what we're describing, right? The negative can read its own disadvantages, reasons the app is bad, and then throw in any combination of policies that just solves any number of app stuff. And um, I don't think it's a common view. I certainly don't believe that advantage counterplans are bad um, or that they're like not legitimate negative advocacies, but it's the same logic of the negative can pick their own offense and then pick extra advocacies, throw it into their own advocacy to mitigate the opponent's offense. And if we we're, if were to pick one of the two, I'd point out that the AF in this scenario at least has to do theirs in the dark, right? They have to throw in the advocacy up front in the 1AC so the negative can pick the disadvantages to try to circumvent the extra topical planks. Whereas the negative gets to craft their multi-plank advantage counterplan after knowing what the advantages are. It seems like if we were to think one of those two are bad, it'd be the advantage counterplans. Yeah, so it, it seems to just really come down to a question of what the judge's role here is in voting AF. I think that's totally fine from the negative, but because I think the judge's role is to vote whether the plan is a good idea on its own two legs, I, I think it's a fundamentally different story. So for example, if to give a, a more concrete example, there are some articles that talk about the desirability of, of world government sure. in creating stability and diffusing conflict. And that a necessary first step for that is disarmament, nuclear disarmament. Okay. So the AF says disarm and form a world government. Yep. It, disarm is a necessary first step. Mm -hmm. It seems that we're no longer now discussing whether getting rid of nuclear weapons is in and of itself a good idea or not based on its predicted consequences. We are saying it is a necessary first step to this other thing I'm going to fiat, which gives me access to these amazing advantages. It doesn't provide a real world reason why we would do the app. It sounds like it does, right? If you're a logical policymaker, right? And again, the, the, the logic we're assuming here of judge kick is the judge can vote for whatever policy they think is best at the end of the round. And you've concluded the only way we could possibly do the best possible policy is if we disarm the nuclear weapons. It sounds like you've got a pretty good advantage that's pretty intrinsic to this can only happen if we disarm, right? Yeah, but that, that seems to me to rely on a predictive claim that if we disarmed the 
the next step would happen, where in this case, the app is just fiating through that problem. I mean, in the same way that any counterplan fiats through, like, if we don't do the F, can we guarantee that this set of advantage counterplan planks happens? Like, I, I right. think either, you know, you sort of accept that fiat is just what should we do irrespective of what we do, we, we do, or there's some constraint and it applies to both sides. And I think if you view this very circumscribed view of fiat consistently, it's going to take out many or most counterplans. So, but I think it fundamentally is different because the, the logic of what the judge is doing when they vote F. It seems in the scenario we just described, the world government example, the judge is saying vote F if and only if we then form a world government. Sure. That's all the counterplans. Voting F. Right, voting app is saying the plan is a good idea. Period, not conditional on some other action ooh, happening. Ooh. I think this argument attempts to you, prove you make too much. The, you make the app, in a sense, a conditional affirmation. Voting app is, is conditional on some other thing happening. It is not saying the app is a, is in and of itself a good idea, or the resolution is in and of itself true in the way that we would typically think. Well, of. let me ask you this then, because I think this argument actually goes much too far. I think that the argument you're proposing would rule out the app ever having utility for making a permutation argument, right? So like what we said is, like, let's say the app makes a perm versus like a, some random counterplan. Like topic is nukes, the next is counterplan carbon tax, internal the benefit itself is warming, right? Strictly speaking, that should lose to like perm to both. But if you think the app has to prove that the app alone is a better policy than whatever combination of neg policies they come up with, then a permutation just wouldn't have any value, offensive, defensive, whatever, for the affirmative, right? Because if the AF points out correctly, a world of denuclearize and carbon tax is the best world, that argument does not in any way, shape, or form prove that the AF alone is better than the counter plan, better than the status quo at all, right? The perm only shows that there's a world that includes the AF that's better than both the counter and the status quo. And so if you think the AF has to prove that the AF alone is a good idea, then no perm ever does that in any way, whether it's a voting issue or reason to take out the counterplan, it just, it's always irrelevant. I think your, your argument actually just is a permutation to that argument. Like why would a perm take out a counterplan if the app burden or the app alone is a good idea? A perm just doesn't do that. But wait, so the, the argument is the permutation proves the counterplan does not represent an opportunity cost. Only if you can assume that we would do the counterplan in the world of the affirmative. Right, which is the assumption you were calling into question a second ago. Not if we would do the counterplan in the world of the affirmative. The negative is fiating that the counterplan happens. So the app, right? so the app can fiat that as well. They get the fiat that the plan happens. Well, then, so the if the neg can fiat the counterplan, but the app cannot, how does the perm defeat a counterplan? Let's say the neg picks a really unlikely counterplan, like carbon tax, right? Assume right. carbon tax is unlikely to pass, right? The neg says, in my world, we fiat it. It's better. Than Back the, on. the neg is done. What? It's because the negative chose to introduce the counterplan. The negative is fiatted into the round. Okay. The AF are piggybacked on top. Okay. That's what I'm saying. The, the AF piggybacks on that and says, all right, you fiatted the counterplan. I can too. So the judge can then vote for a world with the AF fiat, the AF plus the counterplan. So just, just stepping back a second, we're getting a little bit in the weeds. I just want to go back to that bigger picture question. You think th that extra topical example I gave, world government, you think that's an acceptable AF? Yes, but I don't think that has to be true for you to view the permutations as legitimate. So like the thing you're saying a second ago is the negative has introduced uh, fiating carbon taxes as a legitimate advocacy to be fiated, right? Once the negative has done that, then that's within the realm of fiat for the affirmative. I think even if you rule out extra topical apps on those sorts of grounds, once the negative has introduced the counterplan, it's like a relevant advocacy in the debate. If the app says 
yeah, sure, this advocacy is great. It's actually failing to do the F that prevents us from getting the full benefit of this counter advocacy, right? There's an opportunity cost to not affirming. We don't get to do the permutation. They have an advocacy that's just the F plus the thing the negative is be audited. That advocacy is the best in the round. Why wouldn't you vote affirmative? I, again, I think it goes back to the initial initial disagreement. All roads lead to it. That I don't think uh, for the, the purpose of what we're doing when we are engaging in policymaking, okay. policymaking time, I don't think allows us to vote for the AF in a conditional sense or vote for the AF in a way that it has to be combined with some other policy. I think the point of a policymaking paradigm is to test whether the AF itself on its own two legs is a good idea. Um, Otherwise, I think we're, we're kind of talking in, in some circles here. Maybe it's just um, a little irresolvable, or maybe we have to, I have to give it a little bit more thought. I, I think that definition, though, is one that just excludes perms, period, right? If the NEG says counterplan, do a phenomenal carbon tax plus a bunch of other stuff policy, nothing the AF says is going to prove, like, about a perm, proves the AF itself is better than negative advocacy, right? If an app says perm do both versus the carbon tax counter plan, they're not saying their app is better than the counter plan. They're saying a third world that is the app and the carbon tax is better than both. And so it's unclear to me why you can view that as a relevant advocacy for like quasi defensive purposes, but then an irrelevant advocacy for the actual decision. It just seems. So it seems to me that we're just, it's a matter of description here. I wouldn't describe happening or the same way. I would describe that as saying, that the counter plan doesn't establish that the app is a good idea because it does not establish a an actual opportunity cost to doing the affirmative. Because the app does not prevent, does not in fact prevent us in the future from accessing some other good or avoiding some harm. So that that hypothetical benefit or harm does not become a reason not to do the app. Because we could do both. Right. It, it is not, it, it's, I guess like, it, I, don't, I don't think it relies on a predictive claim in the same way. I think it says that that harm or that benefit does, does not, um, does not prove the app is a bad idea. It does not, the app does not preclude us from gaining that benefit or from avoiding that harm. Therefore, that's not a reason not to do the app. Well, let, let me phrase it this way then. Uh, maybe this, this will make it clear is the app can on turns to the next net benefit, right? Like, there's, there's no logical reason why you couldn't vote AF if they've straight turned an argument, right? So the negative sure. proposes a counterplan, and they say the opportunity of this counterplan, the benefit of this counterplan, can only be fully garnered if we don't do the AF, right? A world of just the status quo poses this counterplan is the best world, and there's an opportunity cost disadvantage to the affirmative. And the AF says, I am straight turning that. The benefits of this counterplan can only be fully garnered in the world of the affirmative, right? Failing to do the F creates an opportunity cost. We can't get the benefit of this counterplan, right? So this phrase is sort of like it's an offensive turn to the opportunity cost disadvantage. You view that as not an, an eligible app response. The app can only make link defensive arguments to opportunity costs. Can you give me a, give me a concrete example? Sure. Um, so, uh, this is probably not gonna be like the, the, the best example, but it's one that's on my mind because we just kept using it. But so we've got a carbon tax proposal, right? And for like, the AF just got good evidence that says a carbon tax could only be effectively implemented if uh, we also denuclearize, right? Like they just got good evidence that carbon tax requires global coordination 
for things like border tariff adjustments, and that global coordination can only happen in genuine terms in a world of zero nukes. I'm sure there's better examples out there, but that's the one that's on my mind. Right? So they got good ev that says the benefits of doing a carbon tax can only be fully accrued when we do denuclearize. So the NEG had a counter plan. It had an internal benefit of we do a carbon tax, we get these benefits of solving warming. The AF has said the benefits of doing that counter advocacy only fully accrue in the world of the AF rather than only fully accruing in the world we don't do the AF. It's just straight up a link term to an opportunity cost disadvantage. Right? Is that logic makes sense as a reasonable affirmative? Yeah, so I think you actually may have clarified a view here. I, I would actually characterize the turn phrase that way as as terminal defense. Really? How is that defensive? Yeah, yeah I think I, we can only get the benefit of carbon tax if we affirm that's defense. Imagine a different counter plan. Let's say, yeah, let's say instead the turn is uh, no, a carbon tax would make warming worse. I think the app does win on that. It proves that the app world is better than the world of the counter plan, where the counter plan increases warming, plus there's an app advantage. A world in which you say, no, what you're essentially saying is, no, the counter plan doesn't solve mm. on its own. It only solves in a world with the app. So it doesn't represent an opportunity cost doing the affirmative that's defense. Well, two things. I actually think your other example of a turn is not a true turn, <laughs> actually in the reverse. If all the app said was carbon tax bad, it backfires, that's ruled out by judge kit, right? The judge would just kick the counter plan for the negative. And then operating that world where I, I was operating in a world where we were talking about uh, a comparison of just the app and the counter plan. Oh, I, I think all this discussion for me is operating in a back, backdrop of, we're assuming conditionality is good for the negative, we're assuming judge kick good for the negative. What sort of reciprocal things does that imply to the affirmative? All the turns, function to do are, I think, I think turns in that world are essentially defense. Well, so the, the, the one you described is, right? Car carbon tax yeah. is bad. It's just the reason the counterpoint is bad. You throw it out. But Both would be in a world of If the argument is carbon tax is good only in a world of denuclearization, that shows an opportunity cost to having nukes. Now, I think you'd have to make a predictive claim there that a carbon tax is likely or that there's some percentage chance that it happens and that's the size of the impact you garner. Now, second you said if the, if the neg fiat's the counter plan, then Af, you know, gloves come off asking fiat the counter plan too, right? For the purpose of permutations in general. Uh, that's, that's not quite what I was, okay. I was saying. I was saying yeah, fiat's the counter plan like into the end of the round as the, as the calculus. That's not what I was saying. Well, let me ask you this then. When you say it's terminal defense, are you saying logically it functions as defense or just like for theory reasons, judges should treat it as if it's defense? Yeah, no, in a world of, of judge kick and conditionality, I see that as functioning as defense, logically. Okay, so reversing the sides for a second. Let's say the app advocacy was keep nukes or something like that, right? The so app is nukes good and the neg is nukes bad. Is this an offensive reason you could vote negative? The negative says counter plan disarm nukes, and do a carbon tax. They're the same card that says carbon tax can only fully work in a world of disarmament, right? So they've got a counter plan. It's competitive with the F because keeping nukes means we can't get the benefits of carbon tax. It's got an interim lead benefit. Warming is good. Or sorry, <laughs> solving warming is good. Um, that counter plan went again, right? All right. What is that again? Restate it. Sure. And, and so like the F advocacy is keep nukes. Neg says disarm nukes. And Neg throws in an advocacy uh, that says counter plan has a carbon tax to solve warming. And they read the card that says carbon tax only works in a world of nuclear disarmament. So they've got a counter plan with internal benefit, 
and a reason why the perm doesn't access that benefit. You'd vote neg on that counterclaim, right? I think so. Okay, but that is exactly the same argument that the app was making. We just reversed the words app and neg in the scenario. And so right. as far as logic goes, you agree when it's phrased as a negative argument, it's a logical offensive argument. Certainly, yeah. I think I think this comes back to my initial question. I think that's an eligible argument for the negative, and not for the affirmative. So you mean it's a, so you mean it's logically offense? It's just the judge should treat it as defense because the, the app is ineligible to win on an offensive turn to an opportunity cost. Right. I think well, it depends what you mean by logically. I think it goes from the starting point. That logic flows from the starting point of what the judge is doing when they vote for each side. And I think logically. If, if when it the, were the neg, you would conclude that states ought to disarm if that was the negative's advocacy. But you would not conclude that states ought to disarm is correct if it's the app advocacy. Well, no. So, sorry, going back a step. If the, so the negative counterplan in this case is yeah. just do the app plus the carbon tax. Well, the negative is don't do the app plus the carbon tax. Now you said it was disarm. In this scenario, I'm saying that the, the app advocacy is keep nukes, the neg advocacy is darn. It's like flip the resolution around, right? So like nukes got good as the app in this, in this new world. It's like basically okay. reversing the side of the debate entirely. Sure. Right, so it's the exact same debate. We just reversed which debater is defending which thing. It seems like if we had set aside for a second, like jurisdictional, like, do I want to impose certain theory rules in the app and neg, we would agree that logically this is an offensive argument because we would vote neg on it as offense when it's a negative argument. Certainly. And so it, it seems very bizarre to me, especially again, if we're operating this assumption of, you know, judge kick means the judge vote most logical policy option, that when we flip the scenario back again and it's the app making the argument, the judge would say, this argument that is logically offensive should be treated as if it's defensive for insert some theoretical benefit that I think is still unclear. No, so I, I I don't, the disagreement again, mm -hmm. I will say it, all roads lead back to what I think it means for a judge, a policymaking paradigm okay. to vote app. The reason it's often for the negative and not for the affirmative is the judge can vote on the best possible negative world, but they can only vote on the app itself on its own two legs being a good idea when they vote app. I think that resolves that scenario. All right, so, you know, as much fun as, as it's been to like sit here and kind of just listen to you all uh, go back and forth on this issue. I think I'll probably interject here and say that we're probably not going to, you know, uh, fully convince the other person that they're wrong. It's, it's just hard to do that. Um, but I do think that this conversation was super cool because it at least forced you to think a little bit more about, you know, your views on debate, your views on like what constitutes voting affirmative, uh, you know, is intrinsicness good or bad? Is extra topicality good or bad? There's a lot of like questions that are all thrown in together. And I think it, the very least is very interesting uh, in forcing you to reconsider some of your beliefs on that, or at least, you know, um, you know, uh, provide a different way for you to think about those beliefs. Um, the cool thing I think about this discussion is, is really how it showed how a lot of the theoretical questions like intrinsicness and extra topicality are so linked together that it's really difficult to have a coherent view of debate that is logically consistent if you don't at least consider the role of those uh, concepts. And I think those will make for really good future good arg, bad arg discussions, especially since um, I know that Nails holds some very contrarian opinions about extra topicality and uh, intrinsicness, something that we might be able to get like maybe Marshall on to discuss as well. 
all right. I hope these good, bad art discussions help you all think a little bit more about debate uh, and help you think a little bit more about how you feel about some arguments. Um, but with that, let's go ahead and move on to the conclusion.